Are you ready to experience the rich interconnection of spirituality, orientation, and identity? If so, plan to attend Liberating Your Divine Identity, a retreat at Unity Village during Pride Month, June 9th to the 12th. This soul-filled retreat is facilitated by LGBTQIA plus Unity Ministers with workshops and ceremonies to cultivate a deeper awareness of our spiritual nature. Register at unityvillage.org forward slash I am divine 2022. You're listening to Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. This one is called The Pants. Take eight. Welcome to Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed, the best-looking guys on the radio. We all know the funniest things happen when we stop taking ourselves too seriously and step out boldly, like Mr. Magoo blindly stepping onto the next swinging girder and falling into an outrageous jackpot. Your hosts, Daryl and Ed, are about to administer a refreshing dose of laughter and love that will inspire you to step out boldly and experience the funniest things. Now, here are your hosts, Daryl and Ed. Welcome to The Funniest Thing. Yeah. Where each week we share stories about how stepping out boldly always leads to better than expected outcomes. Yes, it does. I'm Daryl. I'm Ed. We're broadcasting live from middle school studios in downtown Culver City, the heart of Screenland. Dots. Ed, I got some good news for you. Let's hear it. You're safe. It's only change. Thank goodness. Today's show is called You're Safe. It's Only Change with Kirk Chelson. Life is like stepping into a rushing river of change that will take us to new places. However, many of us resist going with the flow when we cannot see where it is leading. The good news is that we always discover that everything improves when we let go and trust. On this episode, Daryl and Ed remind listeners that life changes for the better very quickly if we let it. And during the second segment, author, ooh, I forgot about this, and undercover change agent, Kirk Chelson lets us know that it's okay to let good things happen with today's daily word, glorious. forgot I made a note of that. I meant to run it by you, but he is an undercover. We're all undercover change agents when we practice these principles. Don't get caught up in the fear that's in our head about what might happen. That's the thought I had right before I came here. I realized the biggest thing I've been learning teaching lately is how to not take out my fear on other people, even when they're feeling fear, because it never, it, I never feel good about it later. And uh, even no matter how justified it feels, if I can find a way to disconnect from that fear, I always end up, um, you know, feeling better about it. Um, something that can help us all disconnect from fear. Oh, want we, me to read this or do you want to say something? No, I was going to say, are we going to do the breaths first? Or do you want to kick right into that? Oh, how about read this? that and then that. the breaths. That's yeah. perfect. This comes from uh, around a year with Emmett Fox. If you want to read anything we read, go to DarylNed.com. There's a reading list there. Um, there's a tab called Reading List. You can uh, order any of these books online. We don't make money off it, but we do like to share the books that we read. So you can add them to your morning routine. Um, and so from November 20th out of Around the Year with Emmett Fox, there is a reading called Never Look Back. He says, never look back. Always go right ahead. Even if you are quaking, go right ahead. Jesus said, 
The man who puts his hand to the plow and then turns back is not worthy of the kingdom of heaven. He also said, remember Lot's wife. No matter how unattractive or how dangerous the road ahead may be, it is better than the road back. The road ahead may be veiled from sight, but you must teach yourself to regard the unknown as friendly. Remember that God is always on the road ahead. And from Psalms 143.8, it says, Cause me to know the, ver- the, the way wherein I should walk, for I lift up my soul unto thee. And all that means is when we take time, instead of letting our fearful mind run this show, we allow, we let go, our, our vibration, our whole perspective rises, and that's what allows us to see the way, because we get a higher perspective on it, that when we're in the midst of it, and we may be surrounded by a lot of other people that are going into fear, a lot of other people that are stressed out about similar things, and it's easy to like, you know, go at each other when we're all in this together. But when we take the time to practice some form of meditation and affirmative prayer, like we said in the, what, we, what I just mentioned, the morning routine, we always talk about it, but to just wake up as little as seven minutes, read some inspired books like the ones on our reading list, like the ones we read here, Take some time to meditate, which just means ah, sit down, breathe, let go of your agenda, let go of whatever you're trying to get done and just relax and get an elevated perspective and then make like an inspired to-do list or write down an inspired thought that occurs to you during that routine. And this is the way otherwise, if you don't do, if I didn't do that, there's no way I'd be able to practice what we're talking about in the show. You're safe. It's only change. I'd freak out. I get like a naked mole rat shaking in the night because of my, my mind gets so afraid of change. Even though God is take is on the road ahead. If I don't have some way of practicing this stuff to disconnect from those old fears, it's, I'm a, you know, a sitting duck, as they say. All right. You want to read something? Or you want to no, do we're going to do our breaths. And okay. then you got a great Cohen. And I did find something here from Silent Unity on how to pray. What do you think of that, oh, Ed? Oh, man. Yeah, well, I think we should read that after the breaths. Okay. But we got to read the Cohen. Oh, well, definitely. Well, either way. Let's take a deep okay. breath here. <clears throat> ah. I put my fears to bed and trust God instead. Ah. I put my fears to bed and trust God instead. Ah. Ah. I put put my my fears to bed and trust God instead. Those angels. Oh, they're still going. You think so? Undercover angel. What's that next line? Midnight fantasy. fantasy. (laughs) I said, what? You said, woo woo me. I said, all right. You said, love me, love me, love me. All right. So I'll read this real quick. It's this is from today, May 27th. Find the miracle. It's from, uh, is this today? Yeah, deep breath. A deep breath of life. Oh, that's right. Find the miracle. Well, this is by Alan Cohen. Well, they got to understand today is is actually right. the date is May twenty seventh. That's when we're recording this. So if you're looking like for Captain this in Kirk, your, yeah, if you're looking for this in your book, it is May twenty seventh. Oh, my mind is blown. We have Kirk Chelson on the show. I feel like Captain Kirk Starlog. May twenty seventh from Alan Cohen. Find the miracle. 
While there is a chance of the world getting through its troubles, I hold a reasonable man to, has to behave as if it were sh as if he were sure of it. That's from H.G. Wells. Can you read that again? While there is a chance of the world getting through its troubles, I hold that a reasonable man has to behave as if it were sh as if he were sure of it. H.G. Wells. And, he, and the story, this is a, this, Alan did, Cohen did not create the story. I've heard it told by other teachers as well. But it goes, on a journey through a jungle, a king accidentally cut off his toe while chopping a coconut. That's wonderful, exclaimed the advisor. There is a blessing here. The king, angered at the advisor's flippancy, threw him in a pit and left him there. That reminds me of someone I know. The next day, the king was apprehended by a, a band of headhunters who decided he would make a good sacrifice. When the tribal priest noticed that his toe was missing, the headhunters released him as an imperfect specimen. Suddenly, the king realized that the advisor was correct, and he returned to the pit and apologized profusely. No apology necessary, said the advisor. It was also a blessing that you threw me in this pit. How is that, asked the king, incredulous. Because if I was with you, the headhunters would have taken me for the sacrifice. Imagine that everything that happens to you is assigned by divine order. If you look for miracles, you will find them. And then he says, help me see the good in everything. I am in the presence of love, taken care of at all times, in all ways. Now, this is an unexpected reading, because I was just using as this as a bookmark. Yes. And it's a little pamphlet. I'm sure you could still get them for free from Unity. And it's actually titled Silent Unity. Mm. And it's about, <clears throat> it, it describes what Silent Unity is, which is the prayer line. But it also gives you an example of how to pray, how to really put your concerns and worries to bed. Yes. And know that God is on the road ahead. Because, you know, faith is is um, defined, a definition of faith is joyful expectancy. So how can you get to that place when you're practicing morbid expectancy? Right. Which is fear. It's hard to let go, just shift gears right away. Right. But this gives a nice little three-step method that I think will make sense and be beneficial to a lot of people. <clears throat> and it says... True prayer is an attitude of heart and mind, of receptivity and thanksgiving. It is being aware, regardless of any outward action, of the presence of God. It is the inward silent knowing of the soul that all it needs, really needs, is God, and that in this realization is to be found guidance, wholeness, peace, and joy. The first step to such a realization is serenity. So we begin to pray by relaxing. Prayer or sitting in silence, as it is sometimes called, should not be an effort or a source of stress. If you find yourself feeling anxious, upset, or worried, relax your body and remember that it is God, not you, who does the work. Your role is to simply let God be God in you. In other words, treating the concern, not the problem. And then it goes, <clears throat> in silent unity, we believe that the highest use of prayer is to announce our intention of opening ourselves up to the presence of God. A major key to allowing God to work through you is love. Yes. 
love and compassion. Unforgiveness can obstruct the divine flow in your life. For every unforgiving thought can make you feel separate from God. By learning to express the love that fills your heart, you will discover that there is a wonderful flow of blessings moving through your life. Next. Okay, now here's an active part, Ed. Are you ready? Yep, I'm listening. See God everywhere. There is but one presence and one power in the universe, God. This is the deep knowing that you will want to underlie your thoughts and actions at all times so it becomes instinctive. As a way to move toward this state of mind, begin to look for the presence of God in every person, including yourself. Then it's easy to see the activity of God in every situation. An attitude of thanksgiving is also very helpful in prayer. Although God is not some person in need of praise, a spirit of thanksgiving changes us by enlarging our capacity to receive even greater blessings. Giving thanks multiplies the spiritual dividends of prayer. What do you think of this stuff, Ed? I think it's great. Okay. I think it's great. And now we're going to wind it up. You ready? Yep. This is the grand finale here. Words and actions are a consideration too. It is enough for us to say that we recognize God as the source of all healing, for instance, right. and then think and say and do things which may lead to sickness. In silent unity, we believe that it is best to let go of all anxieties and open our hearts and minds wholly to God in us as health and wholeness. If it is justice you seek, let love and forgiveness fill your heart so there is no room for bitterness. If you need prosperity, free your mind from beliefs and limitations. Realize that you are a child of God and that God is the source of all you can ever want. If you desire harmony, say and do things that bring peace. Whatever you are praying for, the prayer that is answered is the prayer of a whole heart, the whole mind, the whole being. Sometimes we are asked whether one should pray for specific things. When you pray, do not be anxious about visible results. Know that an inner work is being done and that every positive thought and word is a step toward fulfillment. What do you think, Ed? I think it's great, man. I think one of the things that, when I'm thinking about what I've been experiencing lately and what you're reading is that sometimes I kind of mistake like the the inner and the outer and thinking that I have to create the outer yes. sort of changes or the things that I desire, but really, the more I practice this and live this, the more it's like I create a state of receptivity in myself to receive the good. And God does yes. the rest. Life does the rest. I can't, I can't really make things happen. No. So, and, and, and it's, so I create a state of receptivity by the morning routine, by forgiving myself. Because what happens, I think, is change really, it's because we've never seen it before, the exact situation we like we're trying our inner being wants to spring to life but what happens is all the the beliefs about ourselves what we're capable of all the lack of forgiveness all of that weight that we're holding on to starts to come to the surface cuz we have to let it go we can't just like that other Emmett reading we have to unload the camel in order to get in to the kingdom we can't carry all that stuff where we're trying to go so it seems like it's all about like for me it seemed like this stress was all about this paperwork these meetings but really, it was my resistance to them. It was the beliefs, like the feeling of unworthiness, the feeling of 
uh, that I'm not going to be taken care of. How am I going to get it done? All of that is what, but that was all being generated inside my own mind. And what's crazy is by practicing these tools, now all these meetings I've had to do and the whole school year is coming to an end. And I'm going, I, I said to my staff today, I was like, in the middle of it all, it felt like it was falling apart. But now I'm looking back on it going, wow, we did a great job. I did a great job. But my mind didn't know that at the time because my mind was getting so full of fear of the change and everything. You know, I had to do new things and become a new person in a way. So these tools really go back to what the original thought was. It's about making, becoming myself, becoming receptive to the good that's always available. I mean, where do any ideas come from anyway? They come from within, right? It's not good ideas don't come from stressing and struggling. Even if it's a meeting, even if I think I did everything wrong, what uses it for me to beat myself up about it? Let everyone, let someone else try to do that. But if I forgive myself, dump all that negative thought and just become receptive, maybe I can actually, maybe I'm not in trouble. Maybe I'm actually on the verge of everything I desire. Maybe I'm on the verge of something good. I, my job is to show up and actually be receptive so that I can receive it. If I run away like I used to do, and with all, and I would have all these justifications and stories about how bad I was and why, who else was to blame. I missed all my good. Nowadays, so much of these tools is just like cutting the wires in my head, these alarms, so that I could just show up and receive the good that God is always providing. Well, you know what I've been doing? Yeah. I've been doing, well, you know, do you, do you remember there was a Rocky movie, Rocky Three? That was Clubber Langer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Remember Rocky's problem in that movie? What was Rocky's problem in that movie? He got complacent. That's right. That's why Mr. T was like, you old man, I'm going to beat you up. And, I'll beat you up right here. Well, and Mr. T beat him up. And what did, he have, <laughs> what, what did he have to do? What did he have to do? What did he have to do? He had to get back to basics. He get had to, to regain basics. the eye of the tiger. That's right. And you know, when I was new to this stuff, yeah, it, I had no problem because it was so new. Right. My friend would say things like, well, instead of worrying about what you don't want, you know, how would you feel if your desire in this situation was true today? Whatever that is. And I said, I feel right. great. And he goes, well, you know, then hold on to that feeling. And then things would transpire, whether I'd get an inspired thought right. or somehow this joyful expectation that this could be true right. would attract somebody into my life in the oddest way. And it would be that, what are you doing? It would be the next indicated step. You know, we have better audio quality now. But you don't know that I heard the same things when I was talking from you. Yeah, but my head was turned away from the mic. It didn't sound like it sounded like a popcorn machine in my head. No, that was in my him. ear. That was Kirk. So um, listen. Yeah, go you, ahead. Are you ready? Yeah. So just like Rocky, I've been <laughs> conscious of how, like, we read all these books. We read so many books, and they, and I feel so good when I get up in the morning. Every, I mean. Once I do my, not when I first wake up all yeah, the time. Right. Matter of fact, rarely is it when I very first wake up, am I that enthusiastic? At worst, I'm like dr scared about something. I got some concern about something that right. I'm making up, how awful it's going to turn out without me getting in there and figuring out how to take care of it. Right. Which I know now is just not, I mean, that's just, that doesn't work and it's, it, it's just counterproductive, but my head will still do it. 
that's at worst. At best, I just feel, eh, you know, right. until I do more. But, but what's great is now I know what to do and I've gotten into this healthy habit. And this is not the complacent part I'm talking about. Right. The healthy habit is I sit down with my books and my mind already starts to get into a joyful state of expectation because it's gotten into this habit of knowing when we start doing these readings, we're yes. going to feel better. Yes. When I start praying and meditate, we're going to feel better. But then a few hours after that is when the problems start. And where I, that's where we, I really have to choose to have faith in every little situation. Right. So I've been using two things that I learned early on. And it's really incredible how well they've been working, but also the amount of firm, disciplined choice is necessary to choose to practice these and believe what they're saying. And one has been in situations even, and start with the little ones, because even just yesterday, a truck parked, you know, they're doing a lot of construction on our, in our neighborhood. And a truck was parked halfway into our driveway and they were working across the street. Right. So that brings up some concern. Is that truck going to be moved in time for Lori to pull out? Sure. Or am I going to be around to say something? And, and I had to go use the old, you know, eye of the tiger question or suggestion. What is the happiest thought you can have in this situation and stick to that thought. Yes. So the happiest thought I could have in that situation was, I don't need to say anything to these guys. They're going to be gone in time for Lori to get out. And you know what's funny for a minute? You feel good about it. You feel the good. Because that's your real self responding to that thought going, yeah, that's the way things work. You know, no, nobody, like the world is not our enemy. Right. So, uh, but but it's kind of it kind of fades I go, no, no, I, you know what I mean? It could fade. Yes, yes. But, but I'm committed like Rocky, you know, getting the eye of the tiger, working in the dirty gym. And I've right. been like saying, no, I'm going to hold fast to that. And to reinforce that thought, I've been using this thought. And man, this week has been amazing, but it really is means committing. And this is really what Jesus meant by believe you've already, like prayer is believing and giving thanks that you already received it that you already see the good desire of your heart and you're actually start thinking this or something better. I'm starting to rely right. that, that the world is benevolent and not, uh, you know, a battlefield. Right. So the second thought I've been using to reinforce this, that's been very helpful is how would it feel if, you know, your, your great desire, whatever that is, the specific desire right. was already true because that feeling you'll get a feel, you'll feel yourself respond. The right. problem is the problem is we don't think that we get a glimpse of that. And then I think normally the problem is I think of how am I going to get from where I am now to that? Mm -hmm. And that's when we get most people, right. including myself, get discouraged and go, ah, why am I even going to bother doing right, this? Right, right. Yeah, because we can't logically put it together how we're going to get from here to there. Well, the good news is, and I forgot this, just like Rocky, 
got complacent right. in Rocky Three, I really forgot to apply this to everything I'm doing. Right, right. And what happens is when we apply that way of thinking, yeah, which is really, like I said, it's believing you, your prayer has already been answered. Yes. And this isn't new. This is Jesus said this. They all say right, it. right. And it's as simple as asking yourself, how would it feel if, yeah, you know, the house was sold now? Right. How would it feel if, you know, this landscaping that I've been concerned about doing right. on the front was was done? Yes. And look the way I really want it to look. Yes. Well, what happens when we do that? That feeling we get which is the indication that the desire is in there, meaning that it, it will come right. and it will be satisfied right. if we just continue to enjoy that feeling. Yes. Because then what happens is yes, that's when the magic of we get an intuitive thought. That's right. And we start getting joyful nudges. And joyful nudges that correspond, whether we know it or not, to yes. this end goal. Right. Meaning, you might get a joyful nudge That's right. to go to the store, but now you follow it because you've been entertaining yes. the joy of your desire. Yes. And then you bump into somebody who you can't even believe is going to help you with X, Y, and Z. That's right. That's or, right. Or you start attracting people yes. into your life. The, what I've been doing now, uh, I made this card called How to Enjoy Art Like a Pro. Yes. So uh, I don't know what I'm going to do it. I just made it to encourage people like me who are intimidated by, you know, I've always been intimidated about walking into galleries or right. art museums, yes. you know, because there's this underlying BS that you have to be sophisticated and understand what it's all about. Right. And that's just garbage. The truth is you just walk in and let the art respond, but you need the courage to walk through the door. And that's what this card hopefully encourages right. people to do. Oh yeah. It's awesome. So, about two or three weeks ago, I thought a thought came up in my morning routine. You know, the perfect place for this card would be in a museum gift shop. All right, pause right there because we're going to go to a break. We can finish that story on the, when we get back from the break okay. because uh, we don't have to cut it off and feel rushed. Because I want to hear this. This is a great example of everything we're talking about. So uh, coming up next, we'll hear, we'll hear the next part of Daryl's story. And also, author and undercover change agent Kirk Chelson lets us know that it's okay to let good things happen with today's daily word, glorious. Thank you for listening to Funniest Thing on Unity Online Radio. You're listening to Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed, the best-looking guys on the radio. If you have a question or comment about today's show, or if you'd like to join in the discussion, friend us on Facebook at Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed, or email us at funniestthing at unityonlineradio.org. Now, back to Funniest Thing. Welcome back to the second segment of You're Safe, It's Only Change with our special guest, Kirk Chelson on Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed. Yes, and this is a real um, 
Emmett Fox show. I'm going to read this quick reading, and then we're going to hear the end of Daryl's story before we bring Kirk in. But on August 21st, there's a reading called God Says Now. And this is what made me think, like, when you were talking about affirming, what are you going to feel like when, when your desire or your goal comes about? That's a way to override a rational, logical yes. mind that's telling us, it can't happen until yes. this. I don't have enough. But all of that is nonsense. For too long, we've believed it, and we've let that. It's tyrannical, but we've gotten used to this tyrannical voice telling us what we cannot and cannot have. But remember, God's the one. When we feel inspired and we feel desires, God's the one who put them in us, and God will provide the ways for them to come about. And he says, God says now. God's time for your demonstration is now. The time God wants you to be healed is now. The time God wants you to be in your true place is now. The Bible says that the day of salvation, which means solution, is now. God is already the moment you God is ready the moment you are. There's nothing to wait for except the changing of your own consciousness. People often make the mistake of saying, I know my demonstration will come in the right time, but the only time to be harmonious and satisfied is now. The time to be happy is now and the place is here. Did not Jesus say the kingdom of heaven is at hand, and by this he meant close by? Do not keep yourself out of the kingdom of heaven by inventing postponements, but change your consciousness now, for it can all happen in a moment. And it says that now is, it is uh, that now it is high time to awake out of sleep, because that's what happens when we're living in fear, down where we're sleeping. For now is our salvation nearer than we believed. All right. Yes, and what happens is that's when we start thinking we need to scheme and figure out to get our goal achieved. Or we tell ourselves this is going to be a long, hard road. That's right. And, he, and it's done unto us as we believe. Exactly. So it just makes it harder for our good to come about. But I have found and proven many times, yep. but I often forget, that uh, this other method is a, is the shortcut to success in any endeavor. Yeah, which, we, we carry our, I, well, This morning, the, the two-second thing is I had this belief telling me how long it was going to be till I could feel better. And it's, and I was, and I don't know what to do about it. So I was tempted to just let it keep going. Like it has most days. And I just said, I don't know what to do about that belief, but I know it's false. I, at least I called it out for myself. And that like set the ball rolling for me to have something different, a different experience. So, yes. So what were you saying? We finished that card story. Okay. You said like two or three weeks ago, you had a hunch to get it into a museum. No, yeah, but the hunch wasn't like to get it in, but that was the oh, underlying, okay. okay. that, that came right after. Oh, I see. So the hunch was, uh, I had the, because when you do your morning routine, right. at least for me, scheming and power-driven goal-setting ideas, right. the how to get there things don't happen. But I'll get an inspired thought, which is always a desire. Yes. So the desire that felt good was because I've been thinking, I made this card, you know, I'll just give it to people who are encouraged or maybe students, you know. Right, right. But then the thought came, you know, like it's almost like a friend saying to you. Right. Or an adult, even though I'm an adult. But like it almost felt like an adult saying, you know, this card would be great. This card should be in a museum gift shop. Well, you know what? That I'm glad you said that. that's the adult. The, the old little kid mind is going... I guess I could just give it to people, right? Because even the way you said it sounded like it's not inspiring. But then this loving adult came to you from within you yeah. and said what he said, what I, it said to you. And that thought will usually come during your morning routine. Right. It rarely comes when you're, you know, busy throughout your day. Or maybe when you're after your morning routine while you're showering, all of yes. a sudden, boom, that thing will yes. come into your head. Yes. It always comes in a relaxed, like Florence Scovel Shin says, my right. ships come in over a calm sea. Yes. So that thought felt really good. 
And since I love the, my favorite, I mean, have you ever heard the episode where I talk about how I met my wife? You know, my right. favorite gallery in any art museum is the gift shop. Right. So it felt really good. And then, oh, how do I make that happen? Who right. do I talk to? Right. Maybe right. I should talk to Lori's uncle, who used to be the manager of the Metropolitan Museum of Art gift shop. Right. But you know what? All those thoughts felt like, ugh. Heavy, right. That's heavy. like the rational mind trying to... Yeah, like scheme its way. He like it just they just felt heavy right. in comparison to that initial thought. Yeah, they felt heavy. And now here's the problem, folks, because when we get the heavy thought after the footwork, I used to think that meant the whole idea was BS. Right. I mean, why even bother with that goal? But now I know it just means no. Just this action that I'm thinking of that feels heavy has to go. Not not the original desire. Right. So, right. So I wrote down in my calendar. Now, I normally don't share these while I'm in them. I usually wait till it happens and I get to tell the funniest thing. Yeah. But, um, you know, I'm sharing this now because I used to be superstitious that if you share yeah. these things, well, you know, in some... Right. Some coaches will ruin your prayer practice. Right? Don't share it with anybody. Right. Yeah, well... You know, God is more powerful than this. <laughs> right, right. And I'm sharing it with you so you could do it too. Yes. So what I, I started thinking, how would it feel if that card was already in the Metropolitan Museum of Art uh, gift shop? Right. And I felt really good. Mm -hmm. So I told myself, just hang on to that thought. Right. And, you know, throughout these days, anytime I start thinking, well, what should I do about it or this or that comes up. And those thoughts always feel like, uh, or they may feel like, like rushing, excited. Right. And I go, no, how would it feel if it already were true? Yes. And when I d have done this any other time in my life, the next right action is always presented yeah. in a joyful manner. Right. And it's always a joyful manner where the following through of it feels joyful too. Right. Because I've noticed that the ego or the concerned or the scheming thoughts yeah. towards a goal, yeah. they feel real good in the beginning. Right. But then the activity going forward feels really bad. Right. It's a different energy. So I'm suggesting, you know, here's two things you could use with any desire, even a healing. Right. You know, how would, what's the happiest thought I could think about and I've had to do it with my blood pressure recently. Right. What's the happiest thought? And it worked. Yeah, that when I go in there, dude, my blood pressure went down. I mean, it was setting off alarms at like 195 over 100 right, or whatever. Right. And then I go back and it was 123 over 76 or something. Right. And I'm like, holy mackerel. Yeah, this stuff works. It really works. So what's the happiest thought you could feel? What's the other one? Okay, so the first one is what is the happiest thought I could, oh, I could think, think yeah. in this situation? Right. And choose to commit to that thought. Right. Not these other thoughts, because right. all you're doing is choosing fearful thoughts anyway. Right. Then to back that up, to reinforce it. Yes. Ask yourself, how would it feel if right. I, the nurse told me, holy cow, your blood pressure is down to, you know, whatever right. it is. Or, right. Or, right. Or, or, or seeing the card already at the Metropolitan Museum and knowing that it's, it's yeah. you know, it's encouraging people. It's right, right where, I mean, it feels right. good to be. Yes. And hang on to those. Yes. And you'll be amazed in a relatively short time how things, you'll, you'll right. see the universe conspire in your favor. Yes. 
Dude, that is awesome. And, and you know, the, the shift, one of the shifts I'm hearing is that it's going from what do you think you can get to what do I want? What do I desire? And that's where your creative imagination, that's where your power lies is you're actually able to say, what do you want? You don't have to just wait. What can I, you know, what am I possibly going to be able to get? Who do I know that might be able to break me? It's, Ugh. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, let's thank our listeners. Thank you so much for tuning in, sharing the show. Um, if you ever want to send us anything, go to funny. You can, you can mail it to funniest thing, P.O. Box 1312, Culver City, California, 90232. Check out our website, DarylNed.com. You can contact us through the contact form and also find everything we do there. Let's thank our chief engineer. He's amazing. He makes this show sound amazing. He really is the heart and soul of Unity Online Radio. His name is Jeff Comfort, and each week he takes us right into the comfort zone. Yeah. All right. Shout out to the prayer line, 800-NOW-PRAY, 800-669-7729. They also have an app, the letter U, the word pray. You heard Daryl read one of their pamphlets. Affirmative prayer really is the answer to everything we're talking about. If you're having trouble believing it's safe, because, man, change will shake parts of your consciousness that you thought were so real, that you thought was part of your foundation, but it's not. It needs to be released. It's like Jesus said, you can't put new wine into old skins. And I believe Kenneth Gray told us it's because the wine expands. And if you put it in old skins or old ways of thinking about yourself, it bursts because there's no room for it to grow. So we need to develop new thoughts. And that's why the movement is called New Thought, the New Thought Movement. That's, and so calling Silent Unity or using their app, the letter U, the word pray, where you can type in your prayers, is a great way to get some new thoughts. Again, it's 800-669-7729. We use it all the time. Another person who uses it and is here to help us with the Daily Word, if you want to, uh, the Daily Word is a daily reader. It comes out every two months. It's been around for a hundred and about a hundred years almost now. I think it's coming up on or yes, you're somewhere in there. Yeah, it's coming up on its so, um, anniversary. Yeah, so Daryl got me uh, on board with it, and he's got many other people on board. He probably got our guest on board with it too. If you want to read it, go to DarylNed.com. It refreshes on our homepage every day, or just go to DailyWord.com. You can read it there. If you want to order it, you can order it there as well. The price is ridiculous. It's the value is uh, well, uh, well worth the, the little bit of money that it takes to uh, to subscribe to it. You can check it out. It's called the Daily Word, and someone to help us read and discuss the Daily Word and everything we're talking about on today's show is the author Kirk Chelson, all the way from Germany. You're in Germany today, aren't you, sir? Yes, I am. Welcome back, man. How are you? Good. Good to be here. Thanks for having me. Oh my God, it's awesome, man! As we always ask our guests, is there anything like uh, that's been bubbling up for you since you've been listening to the show since the beginning and from the green room? Uh, is there anything you wanted to share before we uh, get on with the daily word? Yeah, I mean, there was so much, but uh, I think the th- the one thing that did just sort of jump out at me was uh, that story from Alan Cohen about uh, it was like. Uh, a king wandering through a jungle, slipping on a coconut or something. I lived in China for a while, and yeah. I heard a similar version of that story where a bunch of wild horses show up at some farmer's place, and his neighbor thinks, wow, you're so fortunate, and the farmer says, we'll see. And yeah, then you know how the story goes. It's good news, it's bad news, it's good news, it's bad news. And the reality is you just you never know what's coming with changes but there's nothing to fear because right change is inevitable in fact it's 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 like a healthy part of everything so um if you fight it i find that you end up fighting against 
the good that is, is right. out there waiting for you somewhere. And, and, um, yeah, there's just, you know, something about not being afraid of change and, and, and being able to roll yeah. with the change changes that come, um, I think is a key to life. You know, I, I really do. Cause so much of it has nothing to do with what you want, what you're doing. I mean, COVID for example, like n- nobody right. planned it or wanted it. It came right. and people have fought it or people have just sort of rolled with it. And there's, there's actually opportunities in situations that's are seemingly negative. Um, yeah. So, you know, you can fight change or you can embrace it, but either way, you're going to have to deal with it. So <laughs> might as well, <laughs> might as well make something good out of it. See, see what's coming, you know? You know, that when you, when you mentioned that Cohen story and the, the other, I think I've heard it through Buddhist channels or attributed to like Buddhist uh, philosophy, the one with the horses and his son goes to war or no, they wanted to go to war, but he broke his leg trying to ride the, the wild horse. That's and, right. So, so they he couldn't, couldn't take him. But what it made me think of, I was like, the one thing that we really need to highlight, because sometimes people think that 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 guy in the story with the horses, it can almost seem like he's just like, well, whatever, we'll see. Or the, you know, and the advisor it made me think of the advisor in the Alan Cohen story. It's like it's kind of interesting because from a metaphysical perspective, like the the king is the guy who thinks he's in charge of everything. And when things don't look like they're going his way, he gets angry and he throws this the advisor into a pit. But the, the advisor is the interesting character because it's. It's not just a dummy who somehow believes that everything's going to work out. Obviously, he's the advisor to the king, so he must have been chosen for that for a reason. And like we all have that inner advisor, because I think all of us want to be the king and in charge and in control. But there's an advisor within us. The Christ within us is telling us, "No, just relax. You know, this is good. Let's see what good will." And we go, and I'll say, "What do you mean? I gotta go talk to this person right now." You know, like I gotta, gotta. like, and and it's. If all the more I can become the like the advisor and listen to the advisor, the more like you said today. Some, oh, I I applied for summer school. They didn't get my application, and because of some recent events where I didn't listen to the advisor and I kind of lashed out in my own little way, I learned my lesson today. I was like, just as I was getting ready to call the lady about the summer school, I said I was walking out to the car and I was like, wait, God's got something better in mind. I heard Daryl's voice in my head. I was like. Let's see what good is going to come from this. So I, I still called the person to clarify, but I didn't go at like, how could this happen to me? I told her, I trust that something's happening here. She said, yeah, I'll see if I can work out another position for you. I'll get back to you in a couple of days. I said, I really appreciate it. I know I even told her, I said, I know it's not like you're trying to hold me out of summer school or something. I said, I know no one's done anything wrong. I just wanted to check in. You know, it's like it changed the nature of by me listening to the advisor, changed the nature of the conversation and, and made everything go so much smoother. Yeah. You know what? Mike Dugan said two things that sobered me up about change. Yeah. One, because I used to dread change. You know what's funny? I uh, I dreaded change, but I want I wanted everything to get better, but yeah. I was terrified of change. Right. And Dugan was like, well, there's uh, I mean, I didn't say that out loud, but of when course. it came to change, he, one time he said, well, he goes, the only thing constant in the universe is change was one thing and i went wow okay so then that means it's inevitable i can go with it because it's obviously not bad right but what really was positive was there's no progress without change right period there's no progress Mm -hmm. without change yes so that's why i love that saying and by the way i got the title of our show was actually uh 
one of those um, affirmations. Now, who knows where she got it, but right. it was from Louise Hay. Ah, okay. And oh, yeah, I knew I'd heard that before. Yeah, and it's, I'm safe. Right. Or you're safe. It's only change. It's only change. Just remind yourself it's only change. Yeah. Because that takes the, that brings down the wall a little bit. Right. And then I can start reinforcing my faith about the situation. Yes. By then I could start going, well, nothing happens by mistake. Right. You know, the light will dawn. I like what you're saying. First, just call it for what it is like I did this morning. Call it fear. Recognize it. And then say it's only fear instead of like trying to run a, secretly run away from it. Yeah, I like that a lot. Um, Kirk, you want to read the daily word for us? Unless sure. you want to say something first, it's okay too. I'm just no. noticing the clock here. Um, Thursday, May 27th, 2021. Glorious. Today I look for the good and find the glory and grace of God. There's glorious beauty in the worst. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> There's glorious beauty in the world, in the mm-hmm. hearts and souls of all people. Today I place my attention on this magnificence, and as I do, I am immersed in bliss. When I shift my focus to all that is positive in my life, my heart opens to peace and my spirit lifts. I behold the glorious activity of spirit in the abundant beauty of nature. The majesty of a rainbow or the soft ribbons of color that paint the sky at sunrise and sunset. Bird songs, the fresh air after a rain, and the fragrance of a flower garden. I give thanks for the activity of spirit within all people that prompts them to care, to share, to give, to check on the well-being of their neighbor, and to come together in the spirit of fellowship. This is the glory of God. And then there's a quote from the Bible. On the glorious splendor of your majesty and on your wondrous works, I will meditate. Psalm 145.5. That's awesome. Yeah, that, that reinforces what I read from Silent Unity at the beginning of the show. That getting in a state of gratitude doesn't have to, I mean, totally unrelated to your specific prayer. That's right. Already creates the environment for the prayer to be answered or you can look at it as it starts elevating me into a higher vibration yes or more inspired thoughts and where i can start attracting solutions to me instead of yeah being cut off yeah mm-hmm. and it also works with the what is the happiest thought i can have in this situation that brings a feeling of gratitude right and so does how would it feel if I already was sold my car and was able to purchase the new one. Right. I mean, how would it feel if I already was working where I'd love to work? Right. That's right. Yes. You know, along those lines, it's like when I I just thought about this last night, I was like, same thing. If things were going my way right now, how would I be acting? Because the way I was acting in that moment, like even if it was silent brooding, I wasn't welcoming my answers in. I was like wanting to protect myself because I was feeling so stressed and weighted. But that's not how I'd be acting if I knew my good was arriving. You know what I'm saying? It's like the, the advisor, the joy is arriving, the solution's arriving. But once again, am I open and receptive? Do I have what, like you said, faith, which is a sense of joyous expectancy, knowing the good is coming? That's what really changes everything we start welcoming the good because it's been there the whole time yeah yeah 
Well, that's what that saying "act as if," which can get misconstrued, originally meant. It meant right. How would you act? This is really what it's saying. It's not go act as if I'm going to act as if I'm a perfect person or whatever. Right. What what the saying originated from was the short little slogan originated from. How would you act if you were absolutely convinced that God, that you were, you know, a descendant of God, the child of God, and all your needs are going to be met in wonderful ways? How would you act then? Right. And act that way. Yeah, that's right. And what's funny is acting that way just reinforces the faith, which reinforces the feeling of gratitude. Yes. And of course, we end up experiencing better than expected outcomes or unexpected circumstances that are in our favor. Right. Big, happy financial surprises. I mean, all sorts of wonderful things happen. This isn't just us talking about this stuff. These are thousands and thousands of year old discoveries yes that are really just facts of principles that exist that are as real as the law of gravity yes and our job is just the willingness like ed said on a previous set the willingness to just cooperate to just That's be- right. believe along with them yeah yeah, because you're acting as if because it's already true. Yes. We're just not seeing it and believing it in that moment. So we're acting as if, but it's it's like affirmations. We're not making it true. We're just waking up to what's already true. <laughs> yeah. So, Kirk, uh, would you sh- you have any thoughts you could share with us before we get out of here? This time is slipping by quickly. Um, yeah, and we have some things we want to read to you. No, I mean, I think I think I think you guys said it all, and I think that. You know, there's a huge benefit in that one line uh, from the Daily Word. When I shift my focus, um, if I shift my focus inside, then everything on the outside eventually shifts as well. You know. Yeah. Um, so I, I I find great value in meditation, and I like how that reading is not talking about you have to go out and and make all these majestic things. It's about right meditating on these wondrous works right right yeah and it struck me too that these the majesty is always there we're not meditating on it so god goes oh look at him we're gonna do something good for him now because he's meditating right no it's just that's how good this god this life really is it's always there and when we meditate on it we're just recognizing what's already there this is the least extreme way to live really yeah because someone said that oh is this an extreme way to live you know, I mean, we heard something, someone threw a grapevine. It's like, this, this is the least extreme. Oh, this is just opening our eyes to the good that's already there. Well, actually, the extreme way of living is, yeah. is telling ourselves, is is living in fear, worry, yes. concern, because that is the extreme, because it's that's right. totally opposite right. of what is the great reality. And as real as it seems, it turns out to be a lie later. How much yes. more extreme can it be? Fear is a liar, as Daryl likes to rock out in the car. Okay. All right, we got a great story here. I'm not sure if this is true yet, Kirk. Thankfully, I edited it last night. It was a little salacious. A very attractive woman. You want to be Kirk? Yeah, I'll be Kirk. Okay, a very attractive woman walked up to the bar where Kirk was working as a bartender. She gestured alluringly to him, and he came over immediately. When he arrived, she seductively signaled that Kirk should bring his face closer to hers. When he did, Kirk was delighted when she began to gently caress his full beard. Are you the manager, she asked, softly stroking his face with both hands. Actually, no. Can you get him for me? I need to speak with him, she whispered, running her hands beyond his beard and into his hair. I'm afraid I can't. Is there anything I can do? Yes, there is. 
I need you to give him a message, she continued, sensually running her fingers across his lips. Well, what should I tell him? Tell him there's no toilet paper or hand soap in the ladies' room. <laughs> Here comes Enzo, the FedEx feline. Where'd the cat dragon? All right, just a little something from uh, Barbara Weatherman from the Truth Talks, reminding us that all is in divine order. Christina Robom said Billy Crosby is the real deal. So check out the episode in advanced class with Billy Crosby. She said words are amazing. She sent us a t- cool TikTok video, and she sent a Gregory Ta video whoever you are it's called she said i forgot about this until my partner started singing it and reminded me of how daryl always lets people in in traffic wow, nice i never heard that song well, who, wait who is this it's I'm... annette hanshaw hello wanna... hello uh boys <laughs> annette you want to sing us on out of here you got it okay happy dj days. okay happy days are here again the skies above are clear again let us sing a song of cheer again happy days are here again Kurt Chelson, we love you and your beard Jeff Convert, we love you and as always, thank you for being a part of Funniest Thing on Unity All together, shout it now There's no one who can doubt it now So let's tell the world about it now Happy days are here again Thank you for listening to The Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed. Listen in as these unlikely saints share more real-life stories of how surrendering to divine order always leads to better-than-expected outcomes. This program has been made possible by God through automated monthly transfers from Daryl and Ed's credit cards. Thanks for listening. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Are you ready to experience the rich interconnection of spirituality, orientation, and identity? If so, plan to attend Liberating Your Divine Identity, a retreat at Unity Village during Pride Month, June 9th to the 12th. This soul-filled retreat is facilitated by LGBTQIA Unity ministers with workshops and ceremonies to cultivate a deeper awareness of our spiritual nature. Register at unityvillage.org forward slash divine 2022 